1: You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed.
0: Everyone loves a good family mystery to reveal a scandalous family secret. You guys, I love getting lost in this world. It's so beautiful and engaging, and I can't wait to unwind at the end of the day on the couch with this game and a cup of tea. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder With My Husband. I'm Peyton Morland.
1: And I'm Garrett Morland. And he's
0: the husband. And I'm the husband. We hope you guys all had an amazing holiday. I know we did. It was super fun. It was super relaxed, but we're excited to be back.
1: So, we've been talking about it for a while now, and it took us a while to set up, and so we thought we would start out the new year with a Patreon. Woo! So we just opened up our Patreon and on there, there's actually a opportunity to get an extra episode each month.
0: And I know a lot of you have been asking for that. So we're really excited about it.
1: And we hope that we can continue to grow and produce more content because we really do love doing this for you guys.
0: Our Patreon um, also just serves as general support for the podcast. So we want to say thank you in advance and we love all of you guys so much. We also are back doing another YouTube video for this episode, which we're really excited about. So if we sound a little nervous, that's why we're on camera again.
1: Garrett gets, or Garrett. (laughs) 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 I get really camera shy, so... it's kind of hard.
0: But anyways, we're really excited about it. Also, this episode will have a lot of visual to go along with it. So if you are wanting that side of the story, YouTube will be a great way to do it. We are MWMH podcast on there. YouTube does get a little picky about the word murder. So just (laughs) type in MWMH podcast, subscribe and see all the visual that goes along. And you can also look at us for once. It'll be fun. We also need to do Garrett's ten seconds. Now I do know that last week we missed it and we heard about it. So we won't forget about it. Garrett, what is your (laughs) twenty seconds this week? Because we twenty
1: seconds. So for Christmas I got well, you actually got it for me. So I've had tools for a while now, but they're not the best tools. So Payton got me new tools and like a tool. Okay. goes to show that i don't use them very much but it's, <laughs> I, I don't know what, what would i call it
0: like a work, a work i'm gonna
1: start using it i promise uh, like a, work a workbench bench? i got a big tool workbench to store all my tools and everything
0: also my dad listens to this podcast he's gonna be okay. hurt that you just said that i got so the tools Bain's, when he got the tools <laughs> bane's
1: dad got me the tools and she got me the workbench yeah, we that's laughed. my 10 seconds and part of that is i'm gonna start building stuff
0: oh for me
1: yes for you I'll start with a vanity. So check back in next year to see if I build their vanity. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm holding you to it. Okay. Okay. Do you want to just get, jump right into today's Yeah, case? let's do it. Okay. Our sources are a lot of YouTube videos. So, um, all of those will be linked. So YouTube is a source for us. There's a psychology video that just kind of dissects the psychology behind this case. And stuff like that. I also watched an episode of Dateline Secrets Uncovered. It was season 9 episode 16 called The Watcher. There was also a really, really good one called Nightmare Next Door season 9 episode 9 and it's called Master Key Murder. And then The Bizarre Case of Stephen McDaniel, and that's covered by JCS Criminal Psychology. And I will be using that a lot for this week. And he's amazing. He's a psychologist who just goes through and dissects interrogation videos. Wow, that's and I, kinda cool. I love him. He's so amazing. So, so by to
1: YouTube videos, do you mean like different documentaries or videos like that?
0: Videos like that. Okay. Just kind of like outsources, kind of like us. Uh-huh. Um, ABC.com, Media, Mackin.com, Mackin.com, AboveTheLaw.com, and just some more YouTube. So, yeah. Our case starts in Mackin, Georgia. It's a friendly, safe town with Mercer University, which is a prestigious law school and medical school. So, there's a university in the town. Mm -hmm. 27-year-old Lauren Giddings is attending Mercer as a law student. She was a good student, confident and smart, also beautiful. She had grown up in Maryland and is said to have made friends wherever she went. She was passionate about law. And in the summer of 2007, she is studying for her bar exam. Awesome! So she's graduated. Mm -hmm. And the last step is to just take pass her bar exam. Yeah. She wanted to be a public defender, which would mean if someone comes in. Like
1: law and order. Yes.
0: Can't afford a lawyer. Uh huh has committed or is being accused of a crime, she would defend them. Okay. Kind of think legally blonde. This girl is like blonde, beautiful, pretty, studying law, super smart. She even has a little dog Mm -hmm. um, and it's named Butterbean. So she kind of is like um, defying the odds here basically. Okay. On Wednesday, June 29th, Lauren's sister gets a call from one of Lauren's friends. She tells her that she has been trying to get a hold of Lauren, but she isn't answering. Her calls are going straight to voicemail and Lauren isn't even answering texts. Lauren's sister is worried, so she calls their mom to see if she has heard from Lauren, but their mom hasn't either. Lauren's sister reaches out to her best friend from college, Ashley, to see if she has heard from her. So like no one from her hometown has heard from her, so they reach out to people that she knows at Mercer University and says, have you guys heard from her? Ashley says no. Everyone in their friend group had been studying for the bar exam all week, but tells Lauren's sister that she will go over and check on Lauren at her apartment to make sure everything's okay. Okay. So all of her friends are also studying for bars so no one's seen each other. Lauren lived in a second story apartment right across the street from the law school. So she was like walked to school every day. When her best friend Ashley and Ashley's boyfriend show up at Lauren's house, she knocks on the door, but no one answers. Lauren's sister tells Ashley to use the spare key and let herself into the apartment now worried that Lauren could be hurt inside. Yeah. When she checks inside, Ashley discovers Lauren's purse, wallet, and keys. Oh no! But no Lauren. So, uh, like we see in every other case, this is immediate like worry.
1: And every single case, I feel like we kind of talk about this, but I always wonder if my family would be like, "Oh, Garrett hasn't called me in a couple yeah, days, uh-huh. or if they, or if it'd be like weeks, or yeah. how long it would take."
0: Ashley decides that it's time to call the cops. After she calls them, she calls anyone and everyone she can think of to see if anyone had heard from Lauren, but no one had. Police send an officer out to perform a welfare check, and Ashley decides to begin searching for her friend. Ashley, Ashley's boyfriend, Lauren's ex-boyfriend, and Lauren's neighbor, Stephen, all begin searching for her. Wow. Looking around inside her apartment, as well as around the school. They even drive Mm -hmm. looking for her. They found a Zaxby's receipt from four days earlier. Have you read exactly? Exact- I haven't. No, have you? No, but we have, one. we have
1: one. Yeah. I yeah, was going to say that either, either. it's kind of like, what is it? Taco time. Not taco time. Um,
0: I think it's chicken.
1: No, I'm talking about the other restaurant that we always drive by.
0: Oh, 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 taco Migo.
1: There we go. But anyways, keep going.
0: They check Lauren's computer and discover that her last activity had been an email from Saturday to her long distance boyfriend. The email stated that Lauren felt like someone was stalking her and even had tried to break into her house the night before.
1: It's so weird that like they're talking about that on email, right? And not text because mm-hmm. now it's just like, oh, yeah. they texted this person. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm.
0: Well, so this is 2007, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, so I mean, I guess I was texting.
0: I think... You'll find out later, but her boyfriend is older. I think he's in his thirties. Mm-hmm. And so I think email was just like a better, I don't know. I feel like just yeah. older people use email. I feel like as soon as I got to a certain age, it was like everyone used email all of yeah. a sudden and I because I use lost. email all the time uh-huh. now. yeah, uh-huh. Not that 30 is old, okay? Not that 30 is old, but... <laughs> the next morning, a detective, Scott Chapman, was handed Lauren's missing person case and immediately heads out to her home. When he arrived, he met up with Lauren's friends who were still helping search And talked to them when he learned that Lauren was actually supposed to be moving out of that exact apartment that weekend. So the next day she was supposed to be moving out. Okay. They go in and search her apartment and nothing is packed up. So they're like, how long ago? I mean, no one had heard from her since Saturday. It's now been like four days, I think, five days.
1: Where was she supposed to move to? Do you know?
0: Her boyfriend's the long distance boyfriend.
1: Oh, that's weird. The 30 year old. Yes. Okay.
0: So after searching her house and hearing about her life, detective Chapman is convinced that Lauren has met foul play. She had just graduated. She had plans. Um, she was moving. She was about to take the bar exam. He does not believe that she just like up and ran away. Yeah. Chapman dismisses Lauren's friends to continue searching on their own while he works the scene with more investigators. He's like, we appreciate your help, but like, let's let the professionals take over. As they were searching around the apartment, an odor begins to emerge as the wind picks up outside the apartment. That's
1: not good. Yeah.
0: So they search the trash cans around the apartment where they believe the odor is coming from. And they find two trash bags inside this trash can.
1: So... It wasn't smelling before though. Like it took the wind to, So it
0: was like the next day it started to hit the middle of the day. The heat Uh picked up. It was like in the nineties and the wind started to pick up and that's when they smelt it.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So the first garbage bag is just full of trash. Like they pick it up and it's Mm -hmm. just trash. They move on to the second bag that was underneath it. And when they open it, they were shaken inside the bag was a woman's torso.
1: No way. Right outside of her apartment too. It's a
0: woman's torso in a trash can.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: So they put up a tent to keep the media out because they didn't want the media seeing that they had found this. It's mm-hmm. like it's a crucial piece of evidence. And they were not even sure if it was Lauren's yet, but they were kind of like, what are the chances? You know? They went back into Lauren's house and they sprayed her bathroom with luminol, which do you know what that is? I have no idea. So it's like a spray that you can spray on and then you turn the lights off, you put a black light on and if there's any like substance, it glows. Yes. So they were stunned to find that her whole entire bathtub lit up and it wasn't just like in spots. It was like from the drain all the way up to about two inches to the top.
1: So... But what, okay, I guess I'm a little confused because blood would be red. So they're not looking for blood. They're looking for.
0: So if blood was washed with bleach,
1: it still remains. It would still come up with
0: the luminol. That's why they do that test. Uh, I had no idea. So even if you bleach blood all the way down and everything, you clean it up. It's completely gone from the surface. Luminol can show traces of blood. Wow.
1: Okay. I didn't know that.
0: So after finding this blood evidence, investigators are almost positive that the torso outside was Lauren's. Like, why would there be that much blood in her apartment? She's missing. And then a torso comes up. Mm -hmm. Police round up Lauren's closest friends, including the ones that had searched for her the night before. They take all of them to the station in order to get their statements. It's just normal procedure. While the friends are at the station, a call comes in to a local news station, tipping them off to the body. They call it a body, not a torso. Mm -hmm. To the body that had been found in a trash bin outside of Lauren's apartment building.
1: Wait, so they'd already found the body. Then someone called and said, hey, there might be a body inside the trash can.
0: Someone calls the news
1: and says that
0: the police found a body. Because Remember, the police tried to keep it hidden. Uh It's literally reported within hours. That the police had found who, a, who a called? body. I don't think it was someone close to the investigation because they would have said it was a torso. Uh-huh. But in this case, they said it was a body thinking that like this girl's missing and a body is found in the.
1: How did they know that?
0: Happens all the time. People tip people up like a uh, news stations will pay for that information.
1: But um, did they. Pay, so did they pay one of the friends or you just don't know? I'm Not sure.
0: We just don't know. I oh. still don't know who tipped him off. Okay. Although police had been doing their best to keep it under wraps, it somewhat it had somehow got out and immediately released to the public. Lauren's father, who had already been on his way to Mac- Macon, because remember they live in Maryland, mm-hmm. instantly went to the sheriff's station to identify his daughter. Because how his family, how her family found out was someone went. Did you see the news? And they were like, "No, we're in Maryland." And they were like, "They found a body outside of Lauren's apartment, and she's missing." what So the police didn't even call her family so that's how her family found out that there was a body which was actually a torso
1: why did no one call her family
0: because they were still trying to keep it everything under what if someone from the family had done it Uh they didn't want to release any information about the evidence they had since the i mean this they only found out last night she went missing this is moving very fast lauren's father goes down he tries to identify his daughter and detective Chapman tells him that he won't be able to identify her with what they found in the trash bin because it's not her head. And so then he has to tell her dad. Oh
1: my gosh. It
0: actually wasn't a full body. It, you won't be able to identify her. Oh my even gosh. If you want
1: to. That's so horrible. Horrible. I, I still can't believe it's just a torso. That, I know. that blows my mind.
0: So as police are taking statements, um, they learn about Lauren's new boyfriend and ex-boyfriend They look into both men as those who would usually be your first suspects, right? But Mm -hmm. they eventually rule them out. They talk to the apartment complex's maintenance man who also happened to be a student at the school and he tells police that he hadn't seen Lauren out and about for a while around the apartment complex. Next, they interview her neighbor of three years, Steven, who had helped search for her that night. He tells police that he hasn't seen Lauren for about a week or so. He's completely talkative and helpful. Tells police that he was actually in his home all weekend but he hadn't heard anything so this girl goes missing there's all this blood in the bathroom and this kid's like i was right next door but i didn't hear anything in an apartment building
1: but her head and legs are are missing
0: yes and so police are kind of like okay whatever so nobody had seen her nobody had heard anything
1: i asked this every single time security cameras was there any around not Nothing. nothing
0: came up in the okay yeah so police finish their interviews with the young kids and drop them all back off around Lauren's apartment because that is where most of their cars are, where they live. Cause that morning police had taken them all down. Mm-hmm. They finished their interviews taken back. The friends and neighbors are stunned to find a media circus around Lauren's apartment. Keep in mind, they hadn't had their phones during their time at the police station. Cause you don't bring your phone into an investigation. Yeah. So when the news released that the body had been found, none of these kids knew. They had been searching for her all night. Her closest friends and family were all at the oh, station. Oh, so when they that was still released. didn't know. They they come back and there's all these media trucks because now everyone thinks there's a body there, and oh none of these kids gosh. know. They just are like, "Dang, you know that's." Uh huh. So this next part is a huge part of this case, and we will insert the audio. And if you're watching on YouTube, you will see the video. But body language is vital for the rest of this case as it's on camera. So I would Mm -hmm. highly suggest going to our YouTube MWMH podcast to watch this. The media at this point immediately grabs the friends as they get dropped off because these are the people who are closest to Lauren. They want to interview them, And Stephen, her neighbor, is eager to jump in. Steven does not look like a law student. You will see, he's um, skinny, pale, has super curly hair that's long and bushy, almost like afro-like, but it's down to his shoulders. Um, he almost looks like he could be like trendy and cool. You know what I mean? Like hipster? Yeah, but it, it comes off a little bit. And I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to like put a judgment on someone, but it comes off like a little nerdy instead of hipster. Although, it, depending on how he acted, it could go either way. Now I'm going to play you the first part of his interview okay. with the media. She just recently graduated from person? Yeah, she and I we we were both JD students. Um, we graduated back in May. What kind of person was she? I mean, how did you? What did you see? I mean, she's as nice as can be. I mean, very personable, very much a people person. Do you know anybody that any enemies she might have had? Somebody that might want to hurt her? No, I'm. We're we don't know where she is. I mean. The only thing we can think is that maybe she went out running and someone snatched her. So do you get the gist of the video? Yeah, it
1: didn't seem like too suspicious to me. Mm -mm. I don't know. It just seemed like he was answering questions. Just
0: answering questions like like full on just answering Mm. them. So this is important. The interviewer does not know that Stephen is unaware of the body torso, body part, being recovered around the apartment complex. Stephen obviously doesn't know about it. I mean, we we just don't know where she is. Mm.
1: What about um
0: in the like the parking lot area? I know they've been doing a lot of. I think that's where they have recovered the body or whatever they recovered from there. Body. Had you heard? Any, had you seen anything there? Had you seen anything
1: there?
0: I-, I. mean, we don't know if this is the same person. You know what I mean? Like they took out a body there earlier. We don't know if it's the same person or not. So that's how we're trying to ask people if they know who lived there.
1: Are you okay, sir? I think I need to sit down. Okay. We're jumping into an ad right now, and I, no joke, I've had this question I think about all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra colostrum. Our audience, receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot slash husband. their selection is designed to captivate and surprise, ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination.
0: New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500, 500. That's
1: I mean, I guess what goes through my mind is two things. One, he either is just shocked because
0: his, his his friend, his a friend found from his missing friend,
1: or two, he, you know what, he yeah. killed her, and he's like, "Holy crap!" They just found the body.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I don't know which one though, because honestly, Both like could those make reactions seem mm-hmm. would be pretty similar. I think.
0: Yeah, for me, when I first watched that. It was so chilling when she's like, you know, the body, body part, do you know anything about Uh that? Have you you know, and he just goes, Body?
1: Oh my gosh. That's and then
0: she's like, Insane. Yeah, do you know anything about it? And he doesn't answer. The next thing that comes out of his mouth is, I need to sit down.
1: He looked like he was gonna pass out.
0: Very much.
1: Those that are listening, if you get a chance, you need to watch that. That was crazy.
0: And it's it will I will show the whole video on our YouTube video of this episode. Uh -uh. So he comes back on and finishes his interview. Like after he sits down and takes a second, they're like, can we finish our interview with you? He comes back up and he finishes it and is physically and audibly shaken and upset. He's crying. He's like breathing until they start to ask him another question. And then he calms down, answers it. And then in between questions, he's like, like, like just not okay. Mm -hmm. Completely different than what he was just looking like while he was answering questions. Cops are present during this interview. They just dropped them back off and they see Steven do this whole thing. They see this whole thing live. They had already had cadaver dogs all around the apartment. And so that means it was also around Steven's apartment. And they said like the dogs hinted at something, but they didn't know like it could be anything. And so they decide to bring Steven back down to the station again after watching his odd behavior. Yeah. Now, once again, this part is important. And I know I say this every time, but watching this second police interrogation with Steven, keep in mind, they already talked to him once. Mm-hmm. He was super helpful. He was talkative. He tells him all these things about her. They bring him in again. This second interview is one of the oddest and just like most goosebumpy interview interrogations I've ever watched. Okay. And I, I mean, I know I like have a thing for weird interrogations, <laughs> but this one this one I was I was uncomfortable watching like It was this. just cringy? Yes. Police bring Steven in and it appears as if he has gone into a catatonic state. He is not moving. He's barely answering questions. He's monotone. And so he's shocked, basically. He's, yes, it looks like he's in shock. He's mm-hmm. in a daze. It's almost like he's not there. Keep in mind, his first interview earlier that day, he's chatty. He's helpful. I'm going to just play a segment here for you guys, but I would highly encourage you to look up the whole interview on YouTube and watch the whole thing. So I'm just going to show you like a second, a segment of his.
1: Okay. You know Detective Patterson, right? Yes. Do you remember? Put your hands up here. You remember us talking yes. earlier tonight, right? Yes. You remember me earlier in the day? Yes. When we came down here and talked a little bit, and then we left. Yes. Okay. He's completely different than mm-hmm. news interviews, like and completely I'll, different.
0: I'll like post a section, even audio for them to mm-hmm. hear that. That was crazy. The whole interview it's yes, no, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. And he sits with his hands like that. He's like this. The whole time. Does it, does not barely move at all.
1: He looked really, I mean, it could have been the camera, but he looked like a ghost.
0: Yeah. So there's a video where someone sped up the whole interview And I want you to know this interview lasts two hours. It starts at 11 and they end into the early morning hours of the next day.
1: Is he just saying yes and no the whole time?
0: There's a sped up. I can show it to you if you want me to. There's a sped up portion of the two hours into like a minute. That's crazy. The amount of movement is like unhuman like. Like he literally Mm -hmm. just sits there the whole time. The detectives are moving everything and he just sits there. It's so so uncomfortable to watch. Like you're just you're creeped out. Uh Like you're just like something's wrong. Something is obviously not okay.
1: Once you try Bombas, you'll never look at socks the same way again. They've obsessed over details like foot-hugging honeycomb arch support, anti-blister tabs, and cushioned footbeds that feel like pillows for your feet. Let's not forget their super soft tees and tagless underwear. Bombas has a one purchased equals one donated mission. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear. You also donate essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. Today, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting.
0: they're so soft they pay attention to details i just really really love bombas
1: get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash husband and use code husband for 20 percent off your first purchase that's b-o-m-b-a-s.com slash husband and use code husband at checkout
0: do you ever find that when you're traveling you can't help but worry about what's going on back home like Again, did you remember to lock up everything or close all the windows? It's so easy for those little concerns to nag at you while you're trying to enjoy your trip. And that's why we highly recommend looking into Simply Safe home security today. It's all about giving you the top-notch security and total peace of mind, no matter where your summer adventures take you. It's like having that extra layer of protection so you can truly relax and enjoy your time away.
1: Simply Safe has given us and many of our listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
0: Taking charge of my health is all about being super conscious of what I fuel my body with. Whether it's food or supplements, I'm constantly on the lookout for the top choices and that's why I'm stoked to share with all of you Thorn.
1: .fit/husband code husband. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease
0: police get absolutely nothing out of this interview because Steven won't engage and they change up their tactics multiple times. They are soft and sympathetic, aggressive and loud, they lie to him saying that they have her blood in his house and at the end they even become mean and degrading, but none of it phases Steven. So they like are just all over the place. Like these detectives are one-eightying mm-hmm. trying to get him to just like react, yeah. like not be dead basically and nothing phases him nothing That's so weird one part that stood out to me when I was watching the the JCS criminal psychology video is th- From that perspective, and might I just say, he's amazing, I love his channel. But anyways, he explains how the interrogator decides to shift his tactic to an aggressive manner and do this thing that they are trained to do, which is to move closer to um, the suspect and kind of corner him in and then stare him down while they ask questions. Are
1: they just trying to get him to react?
0: Yes. Well, they're trying to get him to confess if he did this. They Uh thought his behavior was odd, and so they come in hard, like trying to get him to say anything about Mm -hmm. his odd behavior and interrogators are told to stare the suspect down until the suspect is forced to look away because it's that uncomfortable. And this is to make the suspect feel like he's losing. Even if he had been confident up to that point Mm -hmm. to lose like a staring contest that isn't like announced, they just do it. (laughs) So then they're forced to look away it's to make him feel little. Does okay. that make sense? No, and it's yeah, it a tactic sense. they use multiple times. And the interrogator decides to do this. He moves to the seat directly by Steven. He looks at him in the eyes. Um, but up until this point, Steven is looking forward like we saw in the video. Yeah, And he's just staring down at the table, not moving. And so the interrogator does it and he tells Stephen to look at him in the eyes because when he moves over, Stephen doesn't react. So he says, look at me in the eyes. And Stephen turns his head like catatonically slow over to the interrogator who is like all up in his face at this point and just stares at him like just robotically.
1: Like just like.
0: Yes. Like a horror like, movie. Like, kind Like literally of? just. Yes, like a horror movie. Like he just goes like this Uh uh and stares right into his eyes. And keep in mind, the interrogator was like in his face. So when he turns his head, they're like this because the interrogator didn't, he thought if he, when he turned, he would like move, like adjust his whole body to move. And he didn't. So their faces are like-
1: He's got to be in shock. has to be.
0: So their faces are like that. And so they're uncomfortably close. And due to the aggressive nature of the interrogator, but you know, he's like, oh, he's going to back up. Steven just remains- The same, completely collected. It's so creepy. And at this point, they like sit there for a minute because the interrogator's like, okay, well, I got to keep doing this Mm -hmm. tactic. The interrogator is the one who moves his eyes, sits back, moves the other seat, ends up leaving the interrogation because he's that uncomfortable
1: oh man this is like no a trained way. guy who is yeah. supposed
0: to like he's trained to make this on he, he like um the psychologist said this sometimes lasts like 10 minutes of them doing this until someone looks away but because of steven's behavior this guy didn't even last a minute
1: that's so and freaky. he's the one who gave in that's so crazy insane
0: so during this very eerie but unsuccessful interview other investigators were combing through steven's apartment they found a drawer of condoms, which usually wouldn't. Okay, this is funny. When I was doing this research, I yelled to Garrett. I said, "How do you spell condom?"
1: He oh yeah, like, I did. I he was, was like, like uh, uh, "Why?" C-O. And I was like, "I need to know."
0: That's <laughs> funny. I was laughing about that. But anyway, so they find the drawer of condoms, and this wouldn't be that weird except for the fact
1: that in his. <laughs> Sorry, I thought. I was wondering why you asked me that. Like, were you just like searching it in Google? Condom. Like, I was so confused.
0: Um, In Steven's first interview that earlier that day, Mm he was, he was all telling police, I'm a virgin. I'm saving myself for marriage. Like I'm, I'm a good guy. Why was he telling them that? Cause he was taught, he was so open and talkative the first uh-huh. interview, like overly talkative. Okay. So then during his second interview, the police find condoms. They call up the interrogators. They're like, we just found a drawer full of condoms. Isn't this guy supposed to be a virgin? Mm-hmm. So they go back in and they're like, Steven, we found a drawer full of condoms. Like, what is this about? And he's just like, I don't know. You know, he's all yeah. catatonic, but this is definitely weird. So he ends up telling them, I stole them. I stole them from other apartments what? Yeah.
1: Why didn't he say like a stone from the gas station? I something? know. Right. Like, he literally just apartments? admitted that he
0: broke into other yeah, apartments in his apartment building. That's so weird. So police decide and keep in mind, they're a little upset with him at this point. Cause this interview is, it's frustrating to watch. Like while I was watching mm-hmm. it, I was like, come on, just say something. So they decide to charge him with burglary of these condoms and they hold him while they gather more evidence. So they end this interview by arresting him for stealing
1: condoms. And he never asked for a lawyer once.
0: No. And keep in mind, He's in law school.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot the whole law part. And like
0: a smart, like he's smart. Like this is a prestigious law school.
1: And he didn't ask for, whoa, I that's actually a big deal. I forgot about that whole and part. And he would
0: have known that if he admitted to those, oh, I just, I know, but I was just preparing for when I do. That's what he could have said. He didn't have to say, I stole those. He knew that he would completely, he just admitted to a felony.
1: I'm, yeah, okay.
0: So weird, huh? yeah. So, police continue searching around the apartment complex and they head into the maintenance closet where they find a hacksaw with a blood stain on it. So, at Lauren's apartment complex and Stephen's apartment complex, in the maintenance closet, there's a hacksaw with blood on it. This is a good clue, except the only person who had a key to the closet is the maintenance man.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they're like, well, it wasn't Steven. So they bring the maintenance man back in and he tells them that he didn't buy the hacksaw. It was new. He doesn't, he didn't even notice it in there. He didn't know who put it in there. But it was
1: in the closet. In the closet. Okay.
0: Confused. They try some keys that they had found in Steven's room on the maintenance store. Just like, okay, well, maybe, maybe, right? One of them was a match.
1: No freaking way. So he
0: did have a key for the closet that had a hacksaw with blood in it. Curious, the detective bring the other key up to Lauren's apartment just to see. Like with these two random keys sitting on his dresser, we might as well try it. To their surprise and horror, it fits. It was a master key to all of the apartments in the building.
1: Oh, that's where you got all the condoms from. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So they discover packaging in Stephen's room for the hacksaw in the maintenance closet, as well as a sheet with blood on it in the laundry area of the maintenance closet. Police head back and charge Stephen McDaniel with the murder of Lauren Giddings.
1: What? What was he thinking? I mean, being in law school, keeping the keys. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he should have got away with it, but, but I just don't understand. You would think he would be
0: a little bit smarter. Yeah. So despite his creepy behavior and the evidence they had, the state was actually worried. Did they have enough to nail him? He was studying to be a lawyer. He thought he was smarter than everyone in the room, and he was smart. Could he somehow get away with this? They hadn't found the rest of her body, and there was no DNA evidence of him in her apartment or of her in his. What, All about, they had what about
1: the blood in the... A sheet.
0: Yeah, but they don't have any DNA to tie him to that either. It could have been anyone who put the sheet in the maintenance closet. Could have been anyone who put... But is that how they look at it? Yeah. A jury, yes. That's how his defense team is going to play it. it. Mm -hmm. And he's smart, so he'll do it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So they're like, we actually have... No, like physical, like he had the keys, but we have no physical DNA evidence that puts him with her or her with him. Oh man! So police continue searching for evidence. They find a mask made out of women's underwear in his apartment. He literally like made a mask of women's underwear,
1: like a like a face mask or like an eye mask. No, like what do you mean? Like a face mask, like like a Halloween type of mask. Yes. Oh my! Like put it
0: on over your head, and it's all women's underwear. Okay. They find heavy pornography searches on Steven's computer that also include child pornography. Um, Within these extra searches, they found sadistic searches on his computer. Searches of murder, violence, torture, literally in Google, how to be a serial killer, how to kill someone while they're sleeping. Even comments on online discussion boards about how he would commit murder if he were to do it.
1: What a freak.
0: Essentially, this was a serial killer in the making. Mm -hmm. They find video... In his things that are the proof they need. The night of the murder, Stephen had attached his camera to a stick, gone outside their apartment, and lifted the stick with the video camera up into Lauren's window.
1: No way. And I
0: will put video, because they've they've released the video, I'll put the video of what he caught. This was not the first time he had done this. Mm-hmm. So they had the evidence they needed at this point. He had stalked her. Yep. He had video. It was the night of the murder.
1: But they were friends.
0: Yes, they Which is so friends.
1: interesting that he stalked her. Well, I mean, maybe that's not that weird. That okay, a I, I would will stalk preface this. He's not like friend.
0: friends that would go to a party and hang out with all the other law school students. It was oh. like we're neighbors of three years. Hey, Stephen. Hey.
1: Okay, I thought they were like in the same friend group. He like tells the friend circle. Yeah.
0: No. No. He tells okay. police that he had gone. He had been in her apartment like with her casually twice. Okay. So it's not like they were like. Part of the friend group, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it was like when they went to search for her, they were like, Oh, Steven, yeah, come help. Like, you're her neighbor, you might have heard, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. So, he had entered her ap- apartment while she was gone and also took video. So, there's also video of him just like,
1: What in the world? moving things
0: in her apartment. He had been obsessed with her after she had denied going on a date with him when they first met. He asked oh, her on a date. No. She said, No, but I still want to be friends. After this evidence came out, Steven decided to plead guilty. And in in doing this, he got life in prison with the possibility of parole.
1: He just pled guilty. He didn't fight her at all.
0: Well, he's a law student. He knows that with the video evidence they Uh found and his searches on his computer, no jury was going to be like, he took video of the girl, but he didn't kill her. And all the other evidence combined.
1: So did he say what he did or did he just plead guilty?
0: So he admitted to entering her apartment, using the master key in the middle of the night and strangling her to death. So he had all these plans of like, Mm -hmm. sexually assaulting her but she woke up before he could get over to her and so he just immediately strangled her because he panicked he then dismembered her body in her bathtub he put her torso in the nearest garbage can and the rest of the pieces of her body in a different garbage can on campus so only her torso was put outside and the rest were put in a different garbage can he doesn't say why he did that Oh my
1: gosh
0: the rest of the body was never found had he put that torso somewhere else her whole body would have never been found. They searched landfills. They never found her. They
1: probably would have never searched anything in Stevens
0: because the only reason the police brought Steven in was because of his reaction about her torso being found. Had her torso not been found, he would have continued playing normal
1: to an extent. What goes around comes around. That's Mm -hmm. just so crazy.
0: They said that they did find pieces of her fingers down her toilet. Oh, That was according to Dr. Todd Grande's YouTube video. She had taken off his mask in the middle of the attack. It wasn't the underwear mask, I don't
1: think. Oh my gosh. I was going to say he was wearing that mask, (laughs) too. They never
0: specified, but I don't think it was. No way. So she she ended up taking off. She fought back. He had scratches on his Mm -hmm. body. She took off the mask and she recognized him and she addressed him like, Steven, what are you doing?
1: Oh, that's so so sad.
0: And she was right. Someone had been stalking her. Someone uh-huh. had been in her apartment. She wasn't making it up. She was that—that that was part of the reason she was moving. Mm-hmm. It's believed that Stephen would have gone on and become a serial killer.
1: Oh, totally. He did it
0: for pleasure. He just sucked at being a killer, so he got caught on his first try.
1: So he just literally wanted to be a serial killer. Mm-hmm.
0: According to ABC10.com, in February 2018, McDaniel filed a petition asking for a new trial. In the 73-page document filed in Richmond County Superior Court, McDaniel argued that his constitutional rights were violated throughout the investigation and pretrial process. McDaniel represented himself before the judge. He argued that investigators on the scene documented that he was verbally unresponsive and staring off into space, which he was, Mm -hmm. and they did not allow him to be cleared by a medical staff before asking for consent to search his apartment. So he gave them consent in that weird catatonic phase so he's arguing i was unwell i was mentally unstable and they didn't ever let someone see me before i gave consent but i was unable to give consent that's what he's saying so he argued this and in addition to his former attorney's failure to dispute the matter in court it caused him to have an improper trial so that's why he's saying i want a new trial the judge rejected the bid for his new trial and he is eligible for parole in 2041
1: Oh, so he's eligible for parole. I mm-hmm. thought he had life in prison. W-
0: with the possibility of parole.
1: Oh, okay. He did,
0: because he pled guilty instead mm-hmm. of going to, like, instead of he- going through with, I'm innocent. Got it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the story.
1: Wow. Did you, did someone send that in or did you find that?
0: No, I was actually watching, like I said, I'm a big fan of that psychologist. And so I was watching, I watch his interrogation videos all the time. Uh-huh. And I watched this when I never heard of the story. And I was like, shut up, Garrett's going to freak
1: so that's then I was like, a, I yeah. have
0: to do this. That's story. insane. Yeah.
1: I can't believe he made a mask out of underwear.
0: <laughs> that's the part. I, that part didn't even like that's boggle just, my mind. I'm surprised. That's, that's weird.
1: That's just weird. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are weird. In For
0: that. me, it's the interview of him going body. And then he was the whole like, interview. He was him just
1: sitting like this
0: in the catatonic face. Yeah.
1: That's so freaky.
0: It was so that part. I'll, I'll make sure we insert that part where he looks at him mm-hmm. and the detective backs off. It is so a horror movie that's what i would relate it yeah. to that was a great reference totally but yeah so like i said this has a ton of content visual content so we will be posting on our social media but we will also be posting on our youtube channel please please check it out subscribe it helps us out more than you know don't forget about our patreon we we love you guys we know that you guys support us in every way and we are really excited to get this patreon up
1: we actually are really excited to get it up it yeah. it'll, it, it, will, it should be really fun
0: baby steps towards making this yeah. bigger and better for us and for you guys Yep. so yeah uh, we will see you guys next week in another episode and the other episode will also be on YouTube so yeah I love it and I hate it goodbye